My name's Carl Hindow, and you're listening to the Salon Help Good to Go podcast, the podcast for salon and spa owners who are looking to grow. The only thing stopping you is you. Episode 30 Money and Sex. get round to the money and sex bit in a moment but after last week's kind of rant you know I kind of set out to test you guys and see if you like that high paced you know um, in your face and I know there was a lot of criticism as well lots of feedback said they loved it some people didn't like it because well it's Sunday afternoon and I'm setting you up for the week so we're going to go you know take a step back a little bit and we're going to be talking about what you talk about in your salon So let's get that Sunday feeling back. What are you talking about in your salon? When I say this, I mean, what are you and your team talking about in your salon? Or if you operate alone, of course, I understand. If you're a self-employed worker, what are you talking about on your own? What I mean is, what are you talking about with your clients? Of course, You know, some people would say if you're a a typical hairdresser, you'll be talking about the weather. You're going to be asking about their holidays. And, you know, that's not my personal opinion, but I think the hair and beauty industry has got that kind of reputation for asking about holidays and weather all the time. Nothing really wrong with that, of course. You know, it's kind of friendly and I suppose that, you know, you guys use it as a bit of an icebreaker. When I think back, though, years and years ago, we were told never talk about things like religion or politics. Neither are really, you know, clear or have definitive answers. And plenty of people don't agree with your point of view. I mean, you only have to watch TV for 10 minutes. You know, you watch uh, politicians from any party. Within a few minutes, they're arguing over just about anything. And we know we're religion. There's wars all over the world over who's right and who's wrong and who's got the strongest beliefs. So I think traditionally that's a great um, bit of advice. You know, stay away from those two things. I'm not sure that happens in salons so much anymore, but um, it wasn't a bad place to start. You know, there was even a time, you won't believe this, will you? There was even a time when you never talked about money unless it was about, you know, the government taking it off you. And in a way, that's ironic, isn't it? Because if you talk about money where the government's taken off, you're back to politics all over again. And you certainly wouldn't talk about sex going back a few years ago. In recent years, I've overheard quite a few conversations, I would say eyebrow-raising conversations about um, stylists and clients, um, partners and um, how they performed. Well, to me, that's not really the kind of thing that would happen in a professional setup. And I would still advise against making sex an important part of your ice-breaking routine. In all seriousness, you know, one person's joke is another person's sexual harassment claim. So, you know, you'd be advised to, what do they say, proceed with caution. I mentioned both money and sex here, which kind of reminds me of a recent discussion that I had with a a client of mine. We were doing a session regarding money blocks. And the realization about money blocks is that we are so worried, we are so intimidated about money. It's a bit of a joke, but, you know, we are more likely to ask someone what their favorite sexual position is rather than ask them how much they earn. 
I personally wouldn't ask them either, but <laughs> that's the reality of it. And conversely, we're more likely to answer that question too. We're more likely to tell someone about our sex life than we are to tell them about how much money we earn. Okay, again, I'm not recommending that as uh, any conversation starter in your business at all. I'm trying to put it in perspective that the subjects that we're talking about may be the wrong ones. We are talking about them for the wrong reasons, and we've got to really start to focus. Now, let's be honest. Does your salon have a list of things that should or shouldn't be discussed in your business? And if you do have this list, you know, hopefully you've got a great induction program. If you haven't, well, then drop me a line because I can work on that with you. But you should have a great induction program when someone joins you. And it's a key part to your recruitment process. In this induction program, you should have this list of things that should and shouldn't be discussed. And if you do have this list, do you train your staff on what to say and, just as importantly, how to say them? My guess is you probably don't. It's a bit weird when you start thinking about it that we allow our teams, our staff and ourselves to talk about absolutely anything that we want or that they want without control. It, yeah, you think really, wouldn't you? I think the word that might have sprung to mind when I was saying that was, well, Carl, hang on a minute. It's common sense. It's common sense what we talk about. The reality is I don't think we exercise common sense enough when it comes to how and what we discuss. Unfortunately, we often mistake clients for friends. And as the saying goes, familiarity breeds contempt. It just means that you care less what you say the longer you know someone. You know, and that's what happens in your client relationships. So with that aside, as a professional business, we really should be controlling the conversations of all our employees. And if you're self-employed, uh, then of course you have to manage yourself. But you should still be acting in a good and professional manner. Now I know as soon as I mentioned the word control, I could hear salon owners all over the country starting to panic. I could hear the panic in their voices because that word control probably sent shivers through you. You're probably already saying to yourself, oh, I can't control what my staff say. But not only can you control what they say, you must control what they say. I mean, we already know, don't we, that we control what they say when it comes to our legal obligations. So what they can talk about when it comes to, say, client details, maybe client medical records, or anything confidential, so we can do that at a basic level, and we all understand it. It's now about taking it to another level. This other level, well, it would increase your sales and your customer service standards. So are you prepared to control the conversations of you and your team in a professional way that would increase your sales and customer service standards? The first part is pretty obvious to me. We really do it, but the first part is to actually script discussions, like we do in consultations. If you've got a really good consultation, consultation document that's all written out, that's the kind of thing you would have if you was being coached with me, then that's what we should be doing. Now, I'm not saying we should have a script like a parrot. You know, I don't want them to read word for word. Not that kind of thing. 
What we need is a structure that ensures that everything is covered during a service. So everything from the moment they come in to the moment that they leave. Each person they come in contact with should have a, a minimal or a minimum rather of things that they should be covering with that client. Just like if you go to a professional, if you go to a doctor, the doctor will ensure that they meet a minimum criteria in their discussion, in their consultation and with the um, and in their interaction with you. So if you've got a stylist or a therapist, instead of just talking about what's on TV tonight, until they've covered everything else, tell them, you can't talk about what's on TV tonight until you've covered the basic that I want you to have. So that could be things like, I want to make sure that you cover these three points when you're washing their hair. I want you to cover these four points when you're cutting their hair. I want you to cover these four points when you're doing a facial. I want you to cover these three points at the reception desk. Maybe you're starting to get to where I'm going. Maybe each area's got a kind of, some kind of five-point plan for retailing so that every client gets the minimum amount of how can you say professional conversation or directed conversation either way it's the correct conversation that's going to maximize your business sales in all honesty i think there's a lot of salons out there doing this in part i think some people are doing fabulous consultations or great work on retail at reception desk or um, you know have great processes at the backwash what I'm saying is formulate it a bit more and those of you that are just leaving it to chance, I don't want you to do that. But here's the crux. When I started this podcast, I wasn't really thinking in these terms about having structures for shampooing. What was on my mind was the was more what you're focused on in terms of your psychological impact on your client and how you and your team are talking about things in your business, especially the negative things in your business. That's what I wanted the podcast to be about. The other stuff, yeah, it's kind of important. It's really important, of course, that we drive customer service standards and we drive sales. But what about the negative conversation that you are allowing? And this is the bit that I think you should stop. You should stop it in yourself because you're doing it as well. And you need to stop it in your team. So I'm talking about things that clients might bring up to start with. I've also got a, a bad feeling that we have yourself and we have staff bringing these things up as well. But an example might be something like a client saying how uh, upset they are with um, mortgage rates now increasing and how tough times are. And because the client is money conscious, why are we telling them that they're right? Why are we agreeing with them? You know, worse still, sometimes I've heard staff, maybe salon owners as well, leading the conversation, saying how awful things like fuel prices are, or their bills have doubled, or, you know, they just can't believe the price of food these days. But do you think, in honesty now, be honest with me, do you think this is encouraging your clients to spend more money in your salon or less money? Of course, less. If you're going to spend that conversation, whether it's 30 minutes or four hours, being negative about money, you're probably not going to trade them up. You're probably not going to get them to have the service that they need. Not what they want, what they need. And you certainly aren't going to start approaching them about retailing. And if you do, 
well, you've just spent three or four hours training the client. The money is scarce, so maybe I'll skip it this time. This is the level of conversation that I want you to start having. So why not train your staff in the opposite direction? Why don't you stop them talking negatively about money? We also said it about, didn't we? We said it about money and politics, religion and sex, all those kinds of things. We mustn't have those negative conversations in our business for professional reasons. But this is something that is undermining you in your business. So tell them, you can no longer speak negatively or have any negative conversations around money or money bills or inflation or mortgages or anything like that. So you tell them, you just can't talk about it. So the next time the client brings something up, first of all, the staff can never bring up a negative conversation about money. That's really, really important. You can train them. You can instruct them on that immediately after listening to this podcast. The next thing, though, is what if a client does bring something up? Well, you've got to train them. Haven't you? You've got to train them. How do you handle these situations? I mean, an easy way. I know this is not full training. This is just a podcast. This is to get you thinking differently about your business. But when a client brings something up negatively, so next time the client says, you know, they can't believe uh, that interest rates have gone up so much. Train your staff to say, oh, yeah, I can hear what you're saying. But isn't it great that fuel prices have dropped so much? Counteract them. So, Agree with them in the sense of, I hear you, I'm listening, I'm not agreeing with your point, but there is another side to what you're saying. You know, we know recently, even though we've had um, negative press around um, interest rates, we know that inflation has dropped a little bit. We know that food prices have dropped a little bit. We know that fuel at the pumps has dropped an awful lot. We know that electric and gas in homes is dropping uh, quite quickly now. So we know there's a positive side. It's all about the environment that you are creating. Tell you what, give it a try this week. In fact, that's all for this week. Thank you for listening to the Salon Help Good To Go podcast. Please take a look in the show notes. You can pick up some links there. And please let other salon owners know that I'm here every Sunday at 4 p.m. trying to kickstart their week. Take care, guys. I'll catch you on the next episode.